You're listening to Shenanigans, the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Shenanigans podcast. My name is Shane, and we are now at episode nine, which, look, to be honest, it's been very sporadic in nature for those that have been listening over the time. Um, And for those that are just listening to this, you know, all in one hit, welcome. Uh, The first episode back in May 2020... At the time, I didn't know if I would still be doing it two years later. I didn't know if I was going to be doing it regularly. And it's definitely not been as regular. We've definitely seen some um, some gaps in time, let's just say. So the last episode was episode eight. And that was not... Um, that was actually, what, July? Yeah, July 27th, 2021. So it's almost been a year. It is currently the 10th of June here in Melbourne, Australia. And... Yeah, <laughs> yikes. I didn't think it was going to be that long between episodes, but that's okay. We we uh, we don't dwell, we move forward. Um, but I'm actually quite fortunate that the next few episodes actually have been pre-recorded um, as one big sequence, so it's going to be easy enough for me hopefully to splice that down and or cut that down and uh, turn it into a few episodes because it's quite a bit of content. And with that, I kind of want to preface with, I guess, the the basic direction that I'm looking to go with the podcast. Uh, don't know about frequency. I'm not going to promise that because any time in the past I've attempted to promise that, it's um, not kind of gone through. But what I will say is the sort of general thematic direction. Uh, I definitely want to centralize it more towards just general pop culture, whether it is reviewing TV and movies or, you know, talking about animated series or, you know, getting people on to talk about their favorite pop culture moments, whatever it could be. Um, I want that to be the general direction. I mean, look, it's definitely going to be a mishmash still to some degree. I'm still going to throw in little life updates if they're relevant because it's my podcast. I may as well talk about myself. Uh, But I definitely think there needs to be some kind of a tethering link because as I'm just currently sitting here scrolling through the names of all my old episodes they're not really linked properly. There's not really much that kind of connects them individually other than the intro and me talking about my life. So what's going to happen at least for the next, look, it's probably going to be anywhere from five to 10 episodes. I don't know yet because we haven't recorded all the pieces, but the next, I guess, stage or focus of the podcast is going to be a particular TV animated series. uh, And it's going to be myself and actually a guest. So um, that's very new for the podcast, which is great. Um, a good friend of mine who I know through my um, little foray into video game streaming on Twitch. Um, he goes by Kurzel Chat um, on his uh, handle. And he and I have definitely been um, kind of talking about the idea of doing this for a while. And we finally got to, well, I finally got to planning it with him. And we did that um, in December. So we recorded enough content for the first... Initially, it was supposed to just be two episodes, but we've recorded enough that I've had to split it into basically three episodes worth of content because it's just a lot of info. Um, And we're going to be reviewing, or we are reviewing through the process, the um, Masters of the Universe Revelation TV show. Now, I have mentioned that, I'm pretty sure, in a previous episode, um, or maybe I pre-recorded some of it and I didn't actually upload it. I can't remember. But there's going to be plenty of information in this episode and the next how many about what we're talking about and why. And um, But I thought it was a really good way to, A, bring a guest on because I've been wanting to do that, do that since the start. Just didn't know in what format and how it would go. And as I'm listening or have been listening back to the first episode's content, like it's a nice flowing conversation. Like we, we definitely... Um, 
both have a passion for this franchise, for the He-Man Master Universe franchise, and it allows us to just really go off tap and just talk about the whole thing. So it is a 10 episode series at this stage. Um, there's actually been some updates about the show and they're going to do a new spin-off of it or a new continuation, but where it stands right now, there are 10 episodes. So uh, we actually had recorded, I'm pretty sure it was the first two episodes. I haven't edited the last section, but the intro of why we're doing this and what we're talking about and the thematic world that this show relates to, that in itself was about a half an hour, 40 minute conversation. So I've decided to just make that episode one of this series. And then, um, yeah, I'll kind of break up episodes one and two that we talked about in their own episodic format, because otherwise it was going to be a three hour podcast. And as much as I like to listen to this sort of stuff, I don't know if you've got the, the patience or the, uh, tolerance to listen to me for a full two and a half, three hours in one hit. So, um, but if you're binging this, then thank you. Uh, so yeah, that's the intention. Um, and then once I finish that series or whatever it might be, um, we'll kind of see where we go with the podcast, but it's definitely going to be pop culture centric. It'll, it might just be each episode is a different thing that's being reviewed or, you know, in some cases it might be certain segments that get repeated on different episodes. Um, I would definitely love to do more of, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race, um, reviewing, uh, my partner, James, very big on the show as well. So maybe it's a way to get him on the podcast. Um, I'm kind of, it's kind of like a soft reset of the podcast. So I won't be deleting the old episodes. They're just going to stay there. That's fine. But it'll just kind of be, um, I guess, mini series within the podcast. And we'll see how we go with that. But look, if you are a listener of this and we haven't engaged about it before, please get in touch. Um, my socials are all connected to the different podcast links, whether you're listening through Spotify or, um, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, whatever way you listen, uh, definitely put the socials in the, um, in the information barrier part or the information section part. And so, yeah, get in touch. Let me know what you want to hear more about. I would love to actually have this and I say it every time, but I would love this podcast to have an interactive edge, whether it is, you know, people let me know they want to be a part of it in some way. And maybe I do a, a snap interview with people or, you know, they can give me their thoughts on a certain topic, show, movie, whatever it might be. Uh, however we can do it, but I need the engagement from you to know what you want. So let me know. Um, otherwise I'll just be making it up as I go. So that being said, um, what else has been going on? Look, it's been a year. I'm not going to try and recap everything that's happened in the last 12 months, but I guess the biggest things have just been, you know, I've moved house in the last year. Um, you know, I've moved apart to an, a beautiful apartment. I've, which actually is coming up to August when the lease happened last year. So who knows? I may still be living in the same apartment in the next few months. So I might have to move. Don't know. Um, I've changed jobs. So in January, I, um, I, I was approached for a great job opportunity. I've taken it in a different company. So much happier. Um, for those that know me in my life, you know, day to day, you know, that that's definitely been the move that I needed for my happiness, sanity and everything else. So the mental health is feeling much better. Uh, which is great. Um, and I definitely still want to be able to talk about mental health in my episode. So that's still coming. It might just be small segments about different topics, but anyway, that's still something I'm very keen to be connected to because it's, um, an area I'm very passionate about, but anyway, so with all that being said, um, my guest for the podcast, um, goes by Kurzel chat in his, um, in his Twitch handle, uh, he does lots of uh, great uh, streaming on Twitch, um, retro games, and a lot of other cool stuff. 
uh, feel free to check him out and I will put his socials in the um, in the message in the description of the podcast episode as well. So uh, I'll kind of jump straight into it. Uh, and like I said, this next half an hour or so is really just us kind of setting the tone of what the episodes are going to be like. Um, you know, what is Master's Universe? What's He-Man? Just in case people have been living under a rock and don't know. Uh, and we go into a bit of the history of how we got to this particular um, TV series because it's a continuation of a franchise and um, kind of talk about the stepping stones that we got to get to this particular instance. So with that being said, uh, hopefully you enjoy the rest of the episode and I will see you on the other side of the segment. All right. Welcome back. Uh, so as I mentioned in the intro, we do have a special guest for this episode and he hails all the way from the UK. So a big welcome to Kurzel. Jump on in. Hello. Hello. Um, Hello. Now, for those listening, I did mention in the intro, Kurzel is not the real name here. I'm not going to name him by real name, but um, it's the name with the socials. So that's how you're going to be referred to in this episode. <laughs> Names change, protect the innocent. Well, exactly, exactly. I mean, I'm the idiot that made my po podcast Sh Shane Annigan, so people know my name, but that's okay. Um, so, first of all, how are you? I'm not bad, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I know we were just talking before the episode recorded, but um, it's like, what, 10pm my time? What time is it your time? 11am, and it's really, uh, like, grey and cold and horrible, and I've already got soaked once today, so... Oh, Jesus, yeah. Which is really weird, because we're supposed to be in summer here, and yet we've been having, like, thunderstorms for the last three days, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, our summer was awful this year anyway, so I don't feel like I've had the normal amount of vitamin D that I'd like, but... Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we were lucky today in Melbourne. It was a bit sunny and I was working in a different location. So it was a higher level um, floor in a building that I don't normally work in. So I was getting plenty of sun from the upper level, but that's fine. So obviously this episode, we're talking about the Masters of the Universe Revelation show. But as yes. I mentioned in our intro, we are both fans of the original franchise and all the other things that come with it. So I guess tell me what your kind of earliest memories of that franchise is and kind of what do you love about it the most? Oh, wow. He-Man. I mean, I think I was probably about six and yeah. actually it was Thundercats that came first because I was on a uh, holiday in California mm -hmm. uh, with my family and Thundercats was on and I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is something special. Yeah. And my, because I have an older brother, he's eight years older than me. So he mm -hmm. obviously was a, a, a child, a kid when it was on the first time. Mm. So my mum was like, oh, this is Thundercats. Your brother used to love it. And I was like, okay, cool. And um, she was like, well, if you like this, I've got something I think you'll like even more. And then that's where He-Man came in. And I got like a, on the VHSs and I think I got an Orco figure and stuff. Um, I'll be honest, I was like into it. And then very, very quietly, the He-Man uh, He and uh, She-Ra Christmas special came on. Yes. And... Yep. I was like, who is she? <laughs> She's fabulous. <laughs> and, and then that really took off from there. And then I was like absorbing as much she as I could. And, you know, it was really hard to get hold of episodes over mm -hmm. here for quite a mm -hmm. while. Um, it wasn't in syndication or anything. So we got some DVDs and stuff. And obviously now it's much easier to get hold of them. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's a much happier time to be alive. But yeah, oh, so that's, that's kind cool. of 
that's kind of where it came from. It wasn't actually here in the UK that I discovered them. It was over in America because here in the UK, it kind of disappeared. Yeah, um, yeah a funny. little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, well, you know, the problem we have over here is that they d- TV stations over here don't pick up a lot of stuff for repeats mm-hmm. unless it's like yep. a four a.m. slot or something because uh, yep. we only have four main TV channels. So. Yeah. But I think that's also probably to do with the fact that I don't know about what the experience actually is in the UK, but from an Australian side of view, um, we absorbed a lot of British kids TV as well, like a lot of the cartoons and stuff. So you probably had enough of your own stuff that they didn't really need to import it. I don't know. This is this is the problem. They don't um, because they there is a constant production of it for mm. CBBC, CITV, and stuff. They don't keep showing stuff. Yeah. So you know the. For, for, for a nostalgia point of view, once it's gone, it's gone, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then so, you better hope the archives come out later on somehow. Yeah, exactly. Or you're going to find it on YouTube or the yes. DVD or something. So, you know, and so obviously then in America, there's like whole channels mm. dedicated to nostalgic TV. So, yes, yes. I've discovered some TikTok um, accounts lately that have been doing that as well. They've been finding like the... um nostalgic 90s british and australian kids shows and stuff and i just love it i love watching all the intros and the clips again um but yeah no my experience with he-man kind of similar to yours in the sense that i had an older brother who was a bit more engaged with it first so um so my brother's only three years older than me but i was born in 86 so i'm older than you but um but uh yeah so he was born in 83 so he had more access to it a little bit later than uh, you know closer to when i was born but same thing as with you with the whole Thundercats thing. We had, um, and again, VHSs and stuff, because, you know, we're children of a universe that had VHSs as our first sort of entertainment. Um, yeah. <laughs> we won't reveal our actual ages necessarily, but no. Um, and so, yeah, I had thund- we had Thundercats VHSs. We had Silverhawks. We had a few of the other ones as well around at the same time. Um, I don't recall us actually having a He-Man VHS right away we might have we might no we did actually we did we had one he-man one and we had a she-ra one at some point um but like i remember we even had some minor merch like we had toothbrushes at one point and there were these really weird like plastic uh rectangular containers uh, for the toothbrushes and they had stickers on the outside that were like the he-man and the she-ra so we both had one of each or whatever i can't remember but so somehow merch came to australia but i don't remember watching on tv um, but granted being born in 86, like you said, syndication and stuff, we probably didn't have it on TV at the time when I was born, but either way. Um, but yeah, and I got into it, like when the 2002 reboot series happened, the Mike Young, whatever it was, I watched that on, um, our pay TV that we had at the time. So I got into it then and was like, oh my God, this is the original He-Man. This is cool. Blah, blah, blah. As in reboot anyway. So yeah, it's, I guess we've both had kind of an interesting experience with it, but I guess for those that are listening to this episode, which, you know, we do have a few listeners on the podcast, um, to set the scene, what we're talking about is um, the He-Man and the Masters of Universe world or universe, and the show that we're going to be reacting to or recapping and deep diving um, is about, uh, it's kind of like, they've referred to it in the past as a spiritual sequel. So it's a continuation of sorts, but they have, and... Kurzel, I'm going to rely on you to kind of fact check me at different points as well. Um, they've retconned a few elements from the original, original show, but some of that retconning came from the reboot series, even though it's not canon. They've rebooted some of the stories that came from that. 
the comic books probably retcon some stuff as well. So we'll kind of play on that as we go along. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very fluid timeline anyway. I mean, yeah. if you go from like the toys and the mini books all the mm. way through to like mm. today, mm-hmm. it's a bit all over the place. Um, there's like a few fundamental core facts. And I think what they've done is they've picked the elements that fit the story the most. And I think... It, it's definitely the continuation of the original f- a Filmation yeah. series, but I think yeah. you just have to accept the fact that there's <clears throat> a little bit of fluid universe at play um, to yeah. make it fit. And I think that's just the consequence of having so many people have attacked the storyline over the years. Like, you think about all the comic iterations with DC and stuff. So, yeah, it goes into deep. Now, we're probably not going to spend as much time unpacking every single franchise or element of the franchise. We'll probably talk about this and then link it to things, but oh, who yeah. knows? We, we might finish all these 10 episodes eventually and then go, you know what? Let's unpack the comic books. Or we could do that another time, but let's start with this because, hey, this could be our spin-off. This could be like two gay lads talk He-Man. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I am pleased about, though, is they left out that god-awful series from 1990 yes, where He-Man yeah, went into the future. Or something. Yeah, gross. We we shall never speak of that particular iteration because I've seen one clip of it and I like I never want to see it again. Um, and for those that may not know, this show is on Netflix at the moment. You can totally watch it. It's all been released the first or the first two parts, which I'm counting as season one. Um, and it's been show run by Kevin Smith. So for those who know Jay and Silent Bob, Clerks, all the things that he's been involved in and been part of, um, he's the sort of the mastermind behind this particular release. So. Um, and unfortunately it meant that he copped a lot of flack with certain elements we'll talk about through the show as well. Um, now, for those that are unfamiliar with the overall Master of the Universe world, first of all, shame on you, because you should know about it, but... <laughs> um, why are you listening to this then? Well, exactly. <laughs> it's going to well, be labelled People want to hear our dulcet tones, that's why. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously, of course, I forget. <laughs> we have the best voices on online, so 100%. No. Um, so the series revolves... Oh, the original series, I should say, let's make that very clear because we will find out where that kind of differs here. The main series revolved around the titular character He-Man. So he's the master of the universe. He's one of the masters of the universe, but he's the strongest man in the universe. And he's a, one of the heroes that protects the planet of Eternia. Um, and this all stemmed from a toy line, the Mattel toy line from the eighties. Um, and then a company called Filmation, which, um, Kurzel was just mentioned before, they started a TV show in 1983 it ran through to 1985 in the original series, um, and it was really supposed to be an advert for the toys, um, but that was controversial because um, because of the advertising element, a lot of groups were complaining that this is an advertisement, this is an advertisement. So, <laughs> like a lot of kids' shows at the time, they threw in a moral of the story at the end of each episode. Um, and oh, God, as, I love the morals. Yeah, the morals. I love the morals. Are, they're good, but they're oh. cringe at the same time. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's why they're so good. And yeah, yeah. There's, there's a super cut of them on YouTube. And if you just oh, want to feel hell? like like you're a complete deviant, watch that through. Because you're like, right, I don't do that. To. I don't do that. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm so going to. So they added that that whole moral story. Like, today, this, this villain decided that they had a bad day and they reacted accordingly. So don't be like that. And it was very much that kind of energy. Um... So, but they all did it. All those shows, like Captain Planet, like all those shows I remember watching as a kid, they all had the moral at the end of the day. Um, and funnily enough, and this is something I didn't realize as a kid, but reading back, watching back and stuff, because I'm re-watching all the, um, the originals now as I'm going along slowly, because I've got the DVD box sets. And they actually did not depict any physical violence between characters. Um, 
And the closest they got to is if somebody threw a rock in the direction of a villain and they kind of got knocked out by it or something. But it was never like punches to faces and stuff like that. You never saw direct violence unless it was against like spaceships or spacecraft or something like that. So I found that interesting. It was always robots. It was always yeah. robots. Yeah, especially um, in the Shira with the with the horde, the, villi- the the troopers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and they had to make it very clear that it was that it was robots because, mm. um, which is something we can go on to about this later. Which because I've actually mm. made a note about this, but yeah, mm. it was actually quite a point in the original series that He Man didn't hurt anyone. Yeah, that was, was that was that was yeah. the rule. You know, that he was, was a kind pacifist of, by nature. Yeah. I mean, I don't suppose you've seen The Price of Power yet, have you, from the original series? Because you probably haven't got that far in your box set. I think I've seen it in the past, but I wouldn't remember it verbatim until I rewatch it again. But I do recall it, that episode somewhat. Yeah, it's one of my favourites. And it's basically where He-Man thinks he's hurt someone with the yes. power. And yes. he has to give it up. And I mean, it's Skeletor, because it's yes. all a trick by Skeletor. And he's so free. He's like, oh, God, He-Man's killed my brother. And you're like... Oh. Wasn't it? Get yeah, that he, boy an Oscar. Yes, I recall <laughs> that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I recall that. Yeah, I do actually recall that. And Skeletor had him really believing he'd hurt someone and he got all down the dumps of yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's where, and we're going to talk about this, as you mentioned, we're going to talk about this in the coming episodes because this upcoming series that we're talking about has definitely tracked away from that non-violence rule. But anyway, um, and so, yeah, so that show lasted from, for two years odd and, um, it then led on to a spin-off called She-Ra, the Princess of Power. And it was because that they wanted to branch out to the girl toy market. So they introduced a retconned sister, um, long lost twin sister, which culminated in probably one of my favorite kids movies of all times. I haven't seen the Christmas special, which I'm planning to, um, cause I've got it on the DVD set, but the secret of the sword, it has the best intro music. I freaking love it. And it, it's basically the first five episodes of her TV show turned into a movie and it explains how she was long lost and how no one remembers her. And we're going to talk about that separately, maybe another time. We maybe even just do a reaction to the movie one day, but, um, I mean, i I watched it yesterday. I watch oh it God, like I'm, at least yeah. once a year. I'm and gonna watch it that, that music video, I mean, the song is an absolute banger. Oh, it's a conversation. Um, that music video was, it is, if I was to ever make a music video, no matter mm-hmm. what the song was or the context, that is what I would produce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly the <Yeah>. same. <laughs> 100%. No, I love it. And it's like the, I've got it as a, the song itself. So it's called the, we have, I think it's called, we have the power and mm-hmm. it's on one of my playlists, like my bop sort of playlist. And it comes on like once every say, you know, a couple of days it'll pop up somewhere in my playlist. And I just, I'm usually bopping along going, um, oh, how does it go again? It's, um, I'm not going to sing it because I can't sing. But... No, no, no. I wasn't going to sing it either, but it was something about like, and she needs me. And it's just, it's so cringe, but funny and great at the same. I love it. It's one of my favorite songs. So anyway, that then spawned so many other things. So we've talked about the, some of the reboot shows. There was a, there's been a comic series or quite a few comic series, mini comics. There've been some video games. They weren't great, but there were some video games. And in 1987, Pinnacle oh. uh, Cringe, they did a live action movie featuring Dolph Lundgren, Lundgren from Rocky um, as He-Man and Courtney Cox featured in as some random human civilian um, who was trying to help the day. Um, and I haven't watched don't it for be- years, but I'm going to. Don't forget Tom Paris from Star Trek Voyager playing a yes. boyfriend. Yes, absolutely. And um, it was... 
look at the time it was probably the pinnacle of like sci-fi sword and sorcery movies or whatever but nowadays it does not hold other than cringe factor it does not hold in terms of cinematic genius but oh it's so funny and they definitely took a few like liberties with the main story i guess um because it was set on earth they've arrived on earth and stuff like that so and um and uh prince adam isn't in it he-man is just he-man yeah, exactly, exactly, which is um, what we're going to kind of talk about in terms of alter egos and stuff. But, yeah, he um, he's just the hero. Like, that's all it is. So they definitely took yeah. a lot of um, things. I will say, I'm not going to yeah, spin on too much about this because I'm about to like the film, but Frank Langella was yes. perhaps one of the best skeletal performances I've ever seen. I mean, he, he was, was so into the role. It was uh, He made the movie because if you... He committed. If, yeah, because if Skeletor hadn't been good in that... I think the movie would have been quite a flop, but you he played it so so like cruelly and cold yeah. and yeah, I would, he really made the film for me. If I'm honest, yeah, because he in the original because of the no violence and all that kind of stuff, the original series with him in it, he was very much a comedic villain. Like he still had his villainous moments, but he was very much the <laughs> like cackling away while he's you know managed to win the day for half an episode, and then obviously gets thwarted yeah. in some way. Spoiler alert: the the villain always loses in the episodes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those things where getting to see him be an actual serious baddie in certain iterations has been good. And yeah, Frank Langella, like just like, he's an acting genius, that one, but, um, but yeah, so, and then the overall story, like most cartoon animated things with heroes and stuff, it's a sword and sorcery style thing, heroes against villains, He-Man defends against the attacks of Skeletor and his enemies and his baddies or whatever. And the really interesting thing I found with the fact that they've done a sequel to it rather than a reboot is that the original show, and actually She-Ra and He-Man, they really didn't have finales. So He-Man kind of got cancelled at a point where they didn't really have a finale set up. And as people who know the show well, like we do, they did they aired the episodes in very odd orders. So the production date versus the actual release date on TV were very different dates. So in some cases, yeah. episode were just appearing just when they felt like it. And it meant that the last episode, which was it the Diamond Ray of Disappearance, or am I getting my episodes wrong? I mean, the Diamond Ray of Disappearance was the first episode. Oh, I think okay. The no, of Power so, was the last episode. Was that the last episode? Okay. Well, either way, it ended in a way that, like, there was no actual, like, finale. And then obviously it led on to She-Ra. So He-Man got to experience new life on that show because he would feature very occasionally... You know, other characters from the show would pop up in She-Ra as well. Um, but they never really settled it. So to not have an ending and then have a continuation was very interesting. But they did it in a good way, which we'll get to when we talk about episode one soon. But they did manage to do it in such a way that it didn't matter that you haven't seen, like, what the finale could have been. Like, it was like, ah, they've been fighting Skeletor all this time and whatever. And they didn't really give a sense of a time gap amount like they didn't really say oh this is now two years after or this is this after they've just it's the ongoing battle has been going on um well you know it's funny you shout because i was thinking about this the other day because in the original yeah. series if you mm. have uh, well he-man it really doesn't matter you can watch mm. any episode of he-man in any order you can just take the episodes drop them on the floor pick them yep. up and it doesn't yep. matter they're just she-ra you have to watch the movie first you have to yes, watch of secret of the sword but then yes. after that same thing again there is yep. no I, except maybe in Shiro, maybe you've got um, the Queen, yes. her saving the Queen in the Crystal Castles. You might have yes. to watch that one. Yeah. But otherwise. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think it's because they really looked at it as the advertising for toys. They didn't really care about story progression. And it didn't really link because 
they any and we're not going to spoil something now but there's going to be a couple of story plots that will reveal reveal as part of the sequel that relate to the original which i think Curzon knows what i'm talking about here but some of the story plots that might have been revealed in the original then got like um kind of washed away as like a forgetful memory or a, a, a dream sequence or something so things that were revealed that were really cutting edge story things weren't acknowledged later because they ended that storyline in the same episode so it was very weird but Anyway, look, um, I think that's enough, unless you can add to, I guess, the general summary of what the show's about. That's kind of where I would describe it. But can you think of any other way to just add to the sort of synopsis of He-Man in general? Uh, no, I mean, I think, you've, I think you've kind of encompassed it quite well. It's, it, like I said before, it's a very fluid, overarching mm-hmm. universe. And um, in terms of like the movie, like I said, originally where like there's no Prince Adam and stuff, because yeah. that was how it was originally. In the original toy line, it was Strongest Man in the Universe, Skeleton, yes. and everyone else. Um, so in, that's where certain inconsistencies come from. But yeah. I suppose the other thing I think it really... I don't know how, how intentional this was, and I'm just, uh, you know, as two gay men talking, it's very camp, isn't it? Oh, it's like, camp as hell, yeah. And I, and, and, like, I look at it and I go, what, why is it so camp? Like, I love it, I'm not complaining, mm. but I don't understand why it is so camp in... But that in... was the 80s, that was the 80s, and, like... Yeah, but Thundercats was... isn't, Thundercats isn't very camp, is it? Um, not so. It's not that it's not camp, but it's like you think about the fashions in the shows. Like I'm not trying to get too camp here, but you think about the fact that they're wearing like fur-lined panties, basically, and even like Lion-O is very like in Thundercats is wearing a very like you know campish sort of thing on his sort of body markings and stuff. I, I don't suppose, know. I suppose so. I I never think as Thundercat uh, Thundercats as camp. I, I not think as camp. Is, no, not it's as camp, more serious. No. Yeah. yeah, whereas whereas He Man was always very like um, I suppose it was all about the morals and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess I um, yeah. I, I feel like that show was kind of like my first kind of like gay awakening because like I was obsessed with all the female characters. I was like, we're going to talk about our favorites later. I'm going to prompt our favorite characters, even if they've not appeared yet in the show later. Um, but we're going to talk about Evelyn, who's one of the main characters of the villains, and she is by far my favourite character, and that's because she exudes powerful bitch energy and, you know, magic. I've always been a magic seeker in shows and stuff. So she was camp as hell because she was a a cackly witch bitch sort of thing. She, you know, she was devious as hell, you know, would try and overthrow the power in her, even on her side of the, the coin. Um, you know, she was always looking for a way to overthrow Skeletor and the other baddies and stuff. So she was always my cling, even as a kid, I didn't realize. Cause you know, as a young boy growing up pre-gay, you don't really know that you're into female characters until you are, um, until you realize it. So I was drawn to it, but didn't realize I was drawn to it. And so, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, actually, you know, I'm not going to go into it too much now, but. I have to agree with you and watching this series like evil mm-hmm. Lid has now cemented herself as like a top tier yes. um character but i will say do you know who i can't stand who tila fair and i She's... i'm going to reflect on that a bit later in the episodes yeah. as to what my evolution of her has been because i've had an yes. evolution of certain characters good or bad either way um mm, me too and actually she is one that i've definitely flipped on um, there's about three characters I flipped on a bit in this sequel series, um, because yeah. of the way they were portrayed before versus now. 
And again, yeah. it's either positive initially, then negative or vice versa. So yeah, I agree with you on that one. I felt like Tila was in the original series. And again, we're going to explore this. I know we're kind of saying we're going to explore, we're going to explore, but we may as well mention it while we're here. Tila was always supposed to be like the feisty sort of counterpart to He-Man. So she was always supposed to be like the sort of butchy sort of like, I can be just as strong as the boys, tomboy, but also like had a feminine physique, but she was always trying to one up He-Man and she was very like, um, uh, dismissive of Prince Adam, who we're going to talk about in a moment as well, in terms of who they are and what their dynamics are. She was always seemingly dismissive of him because she had the, it seemingly seemed like she had the hots for He-Man and didn't know they were the same person. So, um, spoiler alert, just, you know, in case people weren't aware. Um, Oh my God. Wait, what? <laughs> We've just ruined He-Man for people who have never seen it. No. And um, just get back and we watch it all. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. So that was my kind of vibe in the original, was like she was really there to be a pretend female, uh, pretend love interest that never got acknowledged, but also to like be just as strong as the boys, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. And that was kind of, I liked who she was in the original in as much that it was kind of, like you said, she was trying to be one like as strong as the boys and not losing her femininity. And yeah. it was perfectly acceptable that she was catching the guard. You know, it was, yeah. it was, I liked all that. She was a wet blanket and she was what? a real, like, you know, come down on the party because she's like, oh, no, we can't do good training. And it's like, yes, well, yes. Okay, I agree. Tila, come on, just let's you know, let's relax a little bit. Um, let's have a bit of fun but... and like you know, punch the bad guys for once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. you know that was, but and so I was always like midline with Tila. Yes. And now well, I won't go into it too much, but anyway, no. yeah. I feel like there they has just been didn't a really explore... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they just didn't explore her potential in the eighties. I think that was the biggest problem. She had a lot of potential and they just didn't go there because they were more concerned about the male characters. I think that was the big part. And until yeah, you got I to mean... Shira, there was no real focus on the f- Yeah, they gave a bit of credence to Evil in, but that's because she was evil and there wasn't as many bad guys to really focus on in most of the episodes. So yeah. anyway, we'll come back to that. So yeah. I guess what yeah. I want to talk about is when we first realized that this was happening, this show, like the, not our podcast, I mean the actual Revelation show, I want to talk about our respective expectations of what we had hoped for prior to watching that first episode. Um, So I'll let you go first and I'll kind of add my little piece after. Uh, Well, I saw it announced on Instagram Mm -hmm. uh, because I follow Masters, the Masters Mm -hmm. Instagram, and it Mm -hmm. came up with a story. Um, And... When I regained consciousness, <laughs> yep. I was, I, I, I looked at it and it was like, I read this, the, the synopsis and I was like, I mean, this was like 2019, wasn't it? it was yes. Am I, yeah, it was a little while yet? ago. Yeah. Um, and then obviously that that shall not be named happened, which <laughs> obviously delayed it. Um, yes. So, but I was reading the synopsis, it was like, it's going to be anime style, um, mm-hmm. spiritual sequel and... I wanted to be excited. I really, really wanted to be excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't let myself get my hopes up too high because I was yes. like, you know, it, it's such an important show to me. And it's, it, it, you know, it was um, so very much part of my personality almost yeah. um, that I was like, I, I'm going to love it or hate it. And, and, and because it was going to be a spiritual successor, mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't even a reboot. Like, if something's rebooted and you don't like it, fine. You can still like the original. Yes. But this is ending that show that I love so much. Mm. 
so there was a le level of trepidation. Um, there was a there was a level of excitement, obviously. Um, so, and so for the for the next two times, and then the first trailer dropped, and I was like, okay, well, I love the art style; it's gorgeous, mm -hmm. um, and I loved like thematically what I saw, you know, because obviously he's done it well. He's appreciated the fact that the people watching this have grown up. Yes. So we need something a little, a little more, a little more yeah, exciting. Um, mm -hmm. And then the only other bit of mm, I had around originally was the voices. Um, yes. When Same. I saw some of the cast list, I was like, mm -hmm. ooh, that's, that's unusual choices. But um, I actually can't think of anyone uh, one one character who I whose voice doesn't sound right to me, and otherwise I thought they did really well. Yeah, yeah, and I'm interested to hear that when we get to the sort of talk about the voice actors later. I'm actually yeah. curious to know which person you felt didn't fit because I wonder if it matches what I was thinking as well. But we'll get, come to that later. <laughs> bit, of, yeah. bit of a teaser for people because you know we don't want to give all the goods <laughs> now. Um, no. We want people to listen to the whole episode, but either way, because I get the stats about this, people, and I want to know that you're all listening to the whole thing. No, so um, for me, I look, it's a very similar vibe. I'm very protective of um, properties that I'm really into. So, for example, the failed Charmed reboot, I still feel very nauseous about the fact that they ruined that. Um, why they even needed to do one, I don't know, because the first one's still really powerful in itself. But either way, back to He-Man. Um, so, yeah, I... I found it interesting that originally when I first heard the title that it wasn't called He-Man and the Masters Universe because originally it was called He-Man. So then I was like, oh, does this mean we're going to get a She-Ra combination? Is she going to end up in it? Because at the point of that sort of announcement, probably about a few months after, I started to get into the comic series, which had happened a bit earlier. And oh, yeah. Yeah. they found a way in one of the DC sets of comics to introduce She-Ra as part of the storyline where she'd always been part of the story for up until this history that they're in. And so I was like, maybe she's going to be in it. But then I realized they were doing the other She-Ra show. So I'm like, it's going to be weird to have She-Ra going on, on two different shows. So maybe not. So I kind of abandoned that thought. And um, because I'm very protective of that property, because it is one of the very lasting properties that I had felt hadn't had a reboot in recent times other than the 2002 show, which I actually really enjoyed. I haven't watched it all again recently, but what I had seen when it was on pay TV, I really quite liked the deep dive. Oh, they was, did. It was very good for a, yeah, they, for a reboot. It was, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they were going to do a She-Ra edition in season three, if they got that far, I'm really sad they didn't, but either way, mm. we, we won't go on that too much. Um, so yeah, I just wanted them to do it faithfully. I wanted them to make sure that they still carried over the important story plots. I wanted them to resolve certain story plots that were always hinted but never actually acknowledged or were acknowledged but never carried over, which, again, we'll get to in the first episode. Um, I wanted to see the new animation style because I quite liked certain properties when they've turned it into the anime style. So, for example, they did a whole Marvel anime series with all the different properties, and X-Men had one. And, oh, my God, I love seeing X-Men in an anime animation style. It just blew my mind. So I was prepared for that. And then, like you said, when the trailer came out, you start to go, ooh, I'm into this. Um, I liked the idea that Kevin Smith was attached to it because I know he's a massive nerd. So I felt that he would handle it appropriately and to trust in what he was trying with it because I like his style of thinking um, with some stuff that he's done otherwise. So... Yeah, I was open-minded to it, but then it was just like you said, the 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 event that stopped the world for two years almost, um, 
happened and that delayed everything. And so then I got more impatient and I was like, can this thing just hurry up and come out? So um, I hate that long tease. I hate that long like anticipation. So yeah. very glad we got there in the end. And for people who weren't aware, they released this in two separate parts. So uh, when was it? About July, I think? Maybe a bit earlier than that, June, July? Yeah, I think, I think it was July and November, wasn't it? Yeah, July and November. So they released the first five episodes in one part. The whole thing was available the same day, so you could watch all five episodes, which meant that I watched oh. two and a half hours of this in one hit, as I'm sure you so did. So did I. And I yep. love that, because I hate waiting week by week for an episode. Uh, I would yeah. rather just get it done. I'll watch it in my own leisure, get through yeah. the story. Um, yeah. Mostly as well, because sometimes... Uh, not to go off on a whole thing here, but Doctor Who's on at the moment. And it's yes. a very complicated plot, Doctor Who. Yeah. And I'm getting to like, it's the last episode on Sunday, and I'm thinking, well, I don't want to have to rewatch episodes mm -hmm. one through five, but... Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get five you. weeks is a long time at my age. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and I'm really pleased they did, did it that way. I mean, the only thing that kind of maybe was a little bit sad is the episodes are quite short. Yeah, I mean, most TV hour, shows... So, yeah. Yeah, most TV shows these days are like 45 minutes, and these are like yeah. 20, 20, 22, 25 minutes. Yes. Um, so it really was a quick binge. It was like watching a long movie. You were like, oh, God, yeah, exactly. Done. Exactly. Um, but Which there's good, there's pros and cons to that. But yeah, I felt once I got, once I absorbed those five episodes, then, and as we'll get, to, we're not going to get to that in this particular part of the recording. We'll be recording that at a different time, but it'll all be gelled together with the power of editing, potentially. Um, Episode five, when that finished, I was like, now we've got to wait, like, however many months until the next one. What the hell? And we didn't have a release date at the point, so we didn't yeah. know it was coming out the 23rd of November. So I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to survive this long? So I ended up re-watching it the same, like, the next night. I re-watched it again, the five episodes. And then yeah. I made my boyfriend watch it, and he'd never really gotten into it, was so into it because he watched it. I was like, Jesus, this is... If this can appeal to someone who's never watched He-Man in their life, knows of it by reference, but never watched it, um, that's pretty impressive. I feel that that was really impressive that somebody could get onto it, understand the basic facts, because I was obviously throwing tips in at the start. Um, like I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, what I was thinking, the way I thought we would manage each episode is we would, I would talk about the synopsis, which is usually like a one-liner. I'll read out the synopsis of the episode. Um, yep. I will give um, sort of a brief explanation if required, and then we'll go into the actual recap where we'll stop at different points and Kurzel and I will just kind of interject with our nerd um, knowledge and whatever it might be, our thoughts and just little Easter eggs that we've popped up because this, Kevin Smith and the people involved at the creative side of it, um, they have been very clever to not only pretty much include every single character you can think of that's ever existed in it, um, of prominence, they've managed to introduce bit part characters that were brought in from the toy line that were just basically as like a, a, a nostalgia thing. Um, even in the first five minutes of the episode, they bring in two characters I barely saw in the original, but I'm like, oh my God, I remember the names. So the first yeah, episode... Do you know who's not in it? Do you know who's who? not in it at all? Who? Manny Faces. No, he's not. Yeah. Which well, who knows I thought was surprising. Well, yeah, actually... Well, yeah, that's fair enough, actually. Look, there's probably been a lot of others that they missed, but the ones that they did bring in, I was like, oh my God, I remember them. Um, yeah. Even in passing or just seeing them as a toy at some point. Um, some were probably overused that didn't need to be overused, such as a... I won't even name his name, but yeah, there's a particular cringe and meme-style character on the good side that 
just wish they didn't keep bringing him back. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. And I'm going to cut it off there in terms of this particular episode. So this is actually future Shane talking, which is a bit strange considering Kurzel and I were just talking from the six months ago recording. But uh, it was getting a bit too far in the timeline. Um, and if I didn't split it here, the episode was going to be probably an hour and a half, two hours. So um, the next section, we go straight into episode one on Netflix. So uh, good time to stop. Um, have a breather. If you're listening to this in a few episodes in a row, it gives you a chance to get up, have a coffee, whatever you want to do. Um, and, you know, get yourself ready for a long, long deep dive. Uh, now, even though these next however many episodes are going to be He-Man centric, the whole podcast itself isn't. There might be some um, extra episodes posted in the midst of all of this, um, or I might just get really lazy and just focus on this first and then add more later. But by all means, um, throw me recommendations. The social media handles are all listed inside the information box of each of the podcast episodes. And yeah, we'll kind of, I'll just take all recommendations as I go from there. Hopefully you've enjoyed this, and even if you're not a He-Man fan, I reckon just persevere with it and have a listen. Um, I think um, there's enough intrigue in this this series that, as I discussed earlier in the chat, you know, someone, my partner, who wasn't even really into the He-Man franchise before, quite enjoyed this. So maybe it's something that you'll enjoy if you listen and kind of start watching yourself. Um, if you are watching it, or if you are intending, and you haven't yet, intending to watch the show, I would suggest watch the episode first and then listen to my deep dive with Kurzel after each episode because we kind of just talk straight about what happens in the episodes we don't hold back for potential spoilers or you know the show's been out for you know between a year and six months depending on which episode you're looking at so we're not really protecting spoiler potential here um so yeah watch the episode first uh, watch the real episode first and then listen to our podcast after for each episode as it goes along Otherwise, uh, thank you for listening, and yeah, otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. See ya. Thank you for listening to The Shenanigans Podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated. For more information or to get in touch, please use any of the social media handles attached to this podcast. This is Shane, signing out.